Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, this is Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. I hope all of you enjoyed listening to a new thing that I tried out at WrestleMania 37 Night 2. As it was live in between matches. I used rocket.com and you can find it on Twitter, Instagram, and in the Facebook group. I tried to give just my immediate reactions in nine minutes or less. And that's what the website's for is you actually just record your thoughts. They have to be nine minutes or less, and they post within a minute, minute and a half, so that people get what you're currently thinking about in a short burst. So I'm going to try to give you a short burst of what I think about night one. I haven't made up my mind. I guess it'll depend on how much time it takes. Whether or not I'm going to do a separate episode on the main event tonight. Because if you've been listening to previous episodes, then you know kind of what I think about it. But let's let's just start off with the tag team turmoil. I know it wasn't, you know, the very first event out or anything like that, but it shocked me. For those of you who haven't gotten to watch WrestleMania Night One, they had a half an hour rain delay. I'm shocked that they didn't get another one that night, and then I'm shocked in night two, they didn't have at least one, possibly two. It was raining approximately an hour before night two started, and I thought for sure they were going to have issues. Night one, supposedly during the rain delay, they had anticipated it and set up a plan. However, the plan wasn't communicated properly. Vince McMahon thought that everything was being taken care of 
Bruce Pritchard didn't let the creative team know, and there was some mix-up between Bruce and the creative team and the wrestlers. And so there were problems getting interviews, promos, things like that. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, honestly, if they would have taken the kickoff show panel, or if they would have taken Michael Cole and Corey Graves and allowed them to talk while they got things straight in the background about past WrestleManias or to tell funny stories of things that happened to them on the road or funny things that happened at previous WrestleManias. I would have been just as entertained with that. I thought it was funny that so many people that were in the audience of night one actually had Peacock on their phones and were sitting in their seats watching the broadcast because there was nothing going on in the ring. So they actually turned Peacock on. Some of them had brought, you know, their earbuds or headphones or whatever and were listening to it. Others had it on where everyone around them could hear it. So that was interesting who in the world thought that you would eventually do that the other thing that i found amusing is once wrestlemania started they continued to keep peacock on and their earbuds in watched what was in the ring but was listening to the commentary and so I I found that kind of amusing. And I thought, I need to do that at the next baseball game. I need to, you know, get on and be listening to the home team's announcer. And it'll make the baseball game so much more fun. But because it rained, the ramp was soaking wet. Um, they kept the ring pretty dry from tarps, and um, they were trying to keep certain lights dry with certain tarps and everything. So, the problem that happened, of course, was Mandy Rose slipping on the wet ramp and falling. I have to give her big props. I know that that had to freak her out. I know that had to embarrass her. Here she's thinking, here can be, you know, I want to get a WrestleMania moment. I don't want it to be because I fell down the ramp. I felt like she recovered awesome. She got right up and continued confidently down that ramp. Dana Brooke, didn't even notice she fell. Or if she didn't notice, she didn't look behind her, which was which was good. But um that just shows you how much it rained and that WWE definitely 
needed to clear that off. I can't imagine how many wrestlers' boots were soaking wet on the bottoms when they got in that ring and tried to do a lot of the different stuff that they were supposed to do. Um, I felt like this was just an okay match. Problem is, it was set up kind of more like a gauntlet. And once your team you were rooting for was out, it seemed like people didn't care anymore. I like a lot of these teams. I have cheered on a lot of these teams and have wanted to see them more on TV. But, you know, I read on Twitter, I read on Reddit, I read on um, just different um, sites, message boards and stuff like that when I got home um, that a lot of people hated this match. And said this is the reason why they don't like women's wrestling. Guys, if this match showed why you don't like women's wrestling, number one, you're crazy. Number two, you didn't take the rain into account. And number three, you didn't see the storylines. Um, I know... A lot of people were like me. I kind of automatically assumed that they were going to give this to Billy Kay and Carmella. I really did. I thought that for sure that that was something they would throw the ringer in, announce it on Friday night, and then get them to win. They didn't. Then I thought, well, they're going to go with the obvious workhorses. Dana Brooke works her butt off. Mandy Rose works her butt off. I know a lot of you think that neither of them can wrestle. They work really hard. And I'll tell you what, if you go back six, eight months, you'll see the improvement in them. Not to mention Lana. Lana has moved to Florida to work and get better at her wrestling. She made a conscious effort where she went on social media, saw how much people were griping about how she couldn't wrestle and how she was unsafe in the ring. And that embarrassed her. And she has been working probably a good nine months training She's been working with Natty. She has been working with all kinds of different wrestlers, learning her business, her career, and getting better. I don't see how you guys can't see that. As for the Riot Squad, I feel like the best thing that happened to Ruby Riot was her getting the shoulder surgery. Number one, I think that made her step back, think about her career, basically think about her life, 
And I think that put a new desire, new passion in her that you can truly see. But because she was gone, it forced Liv Morgan to also realize some things and work on her technique. I felt like, yes, there were botches in this match. Some of them were due to rain. Some of them were due to gear malfunctions. Some of them were timing issues. Let me let you in on a little secret, guys. You're going to have timing issues when you don't get in the ring. If you're having a TV show once a week and you only get to perform on that TV show maybe once a month, you've obviously got to get your ring time other places and it's probably not going to be with the people that you normally wrestle. These ladies, all of them, probably haven't taken on each other in the last six months to a year. You're going to have timing issues. So get off their bikes, is basically what I'm saying. Now, the steel cage match, um, I don't know what to say about this. I think we all knew it was Shane wants to jump, be thrown, or fall off of something high. I mean, that was pretty obvious. So, that's what I was looking for this whole match. It wasn't that great of a match. Um, I don't feel like it told that great of a story. It hasn't been going on that long. I really didn't care about it. I really just wanted to see Braun throw Shane somewhere. Because that's the point of the match. However... When Shane was climbing down from the cage and Braun ripped open the cage to grab Shane, I got pretty excited. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was new. It was more original and everything. But him using the running pyre slam to defeat Shane um, wasn't too impressed. Then uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the New Day versus AJ Styles and Almost. Yeah, I got this prediction wrong. I really thought they would swerve everybody here. And the New Day, who I think they're 11 time tag team champions, they're one of the greatest tag teams ever they're probably at least top seven and like i said on the prediction show before they retire i think they'll be top three maybe top two maybe the greatest tag team you don't know to have aj styles he is phenomenal take a brand new partner who debut basically was on the Wrestlemania stage um I really enjoyed their interaction I loved AJ selling and the moves that he did 
almost, you've got to give props to the New Day. They sold their butts off for almost. They got in position. They helped him. And he did look good. I just wonder, the tag team division is in shambles. And when I say tag team division, I mean both Raw and SmackDown. And so, energizing them a little bit with AJ and almost, I think is going to be great. And we'll talk about Night 2 in a future episode. But them possibly creating another tag team tonight, I think is going to energize stuff. But what I'm scared of is there's nobody better at making you look good, selling for you. If you make a wrong hand placement, they know how to change their hand or feet placement in order to to make the move still happen and make it still look good. Can the other tag teams on Raw do that kind of help for him? I think that's the big question. I thought... This match, for what it was, was really good. I didn't know how I would feel about AJ Styles and almost winning. But after seeing the match, like I said, I I was okay with it. I was like, not a problem. Now, Cesaro, Seth Rollins. Guys, I know so many of you, which we'll get to, think the Bad Bunny match was the match of the night. I don't. I thought Cesaro versus Seth Rollins was the match of the night. And not just because I predicted it. These two guys know their stuff. Inside and out, they have spent so many years making others look good that On night one, they were making each other look good. They were fixing a storyline in the match that had been kind of junked up by throwing Shinsuke in there and doing other things. Uh, People were even, you know, speculating, was Shinsuke going to come down and interfere? There was no way... They needed Shinsuke to come down and interfere because these two are that good. I hope this continues. I really do. I would love to see it continue through WrestleMania Backlash and whatever they're going to call, you know, the June pay-per-view. So, I want to see more of them. They really pushed each other, and I thought it turned out to be an excellent, and I do mean excellent, match. So, that leads me to Bad Bunny and Damian Priest winning over The Miz and John Morrison. I think pretty much everyone knew they were going to win. Um, I mean, why wouldn't they? 
The Miz and John Morrison basically have been jobbers for anybody and everybody for at least a year. And I said on the prediction show that they started in May or June of last year jobbing out to Braun Strowman when he had the championship. But I think what shocked everyone is how much work John Morrison and The Miz did to make Bad Bunny look good. To position themselves in the correct manner and way that he looked absolutely fantastic. I cannot give enough credit to Damian Priest for actually working with him and for Bad Bunny himself for coming down three days a week, working out in the Performance Center to learn wrestling. He put the time in. He put the the desire and passion in to watch film, to work with the coaches. And here's the thing. If you actually watched him, he was having the time of his life. And he wasn't faking some of his facials because there were times that Morrison or Miz did something and you could tell him his face, oh, that actually hurt. I'm sure he is bruised and sore today, but I think he thinks it was all worth it. I hope he shows up on Raw, and I hope that WrestleMania is not his last appearance. He was that good, and I've been clowning on him for a while and saying, you know, this is just them pulling a rib on us. It wasn't, and I'm I'm thankful it wasn't because we got to see. He probably had the best entrance of the night. It wasn't, like I said, the match of the night. But guys, he probably had some of the best moments of the night. And so, I mean, I've got to get give props to all four men for making that match better than I think what anyone expected it to be and really making it exciting. There was a lot of fast-paced movement. There wasn't a lot of rest holds. And it was. It was exciting. So I was impressed with that. Now, I'm hitting... Uh, the 23-minute mark. So let's stop this. I'm going to do an episode in case people just want to hear about the first match and the last match right after this. Remember, you can reach me on Twitter at ProOvertime, two O's, ProOvertime. You can reach me on Instagram, Pro Wrestling Overtime. You can join a Facebook group, go in the search bar, 
type in all pro wrestling all the time, hit join, or you can email me at pro wrestling ot at gmail.com and I'll get back to you guys as fast as I possibly can. But I look forward to talking to you soon and I'll see you down the road. At Simple Mobile, you get the no contract advantage. Those other mobile companies make you think you're in control, but you're really not. They lure you in with shiny new phones and then lock you into long-term agreements. But Simple Mobile is different. You can get a 30-day plan starting at $25. You can also get the latest smartphones, or if you have a compatible phone you love, you can bring it. Just text BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. It's the reliability you need when you need it. All on a powerful nationwide 5G network. With no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. All for less money and no contract ever. 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability and coverage and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speed not yet available. Message and data rates may apply. Visit simplemobile.com slash privacy policy for privacy policy. Service plan required for activation. Terms at simplemobile.com.